Guys, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And today we're going to jump into what it's like to do a diet and where do we start? What do we need to do? What the time frame we need to look at and all the process along the way of doing it. So kind of where would we start with it? Well, first of all, this one should be pretty good because this is take two. We've already had an attempt at this, haven't we? So um, this one should be pretty good. We, we pretty much know what we've got to say. We've pretty much got a script now. Um, but yeah, where, where would we start? That's a good question. And it totally depends. Like the, the whole Physique Factory podcast, the answer to everything is it depends, isn't it? We should just call it the It Depends podcast. Um, but Everything though, it's all scenario based, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But for most people that are probably listening to this, we're probably talking, you're probably going to need, what, between 12 to 20 weeks to mm. diet down, aren't you? If you're looking at getting, like, if you're looking to get shredded this week, it's not this week, <laughs> this week would be great. If you're looking to get shredded this year, then you're probably going to need anywhere between 12 to 20 weeks. There's definitely situations where it's going to take longer. There's definitely situations where it's going to take less time. But for most people, between 12 to 20 weeks. And what we had said the first time we recorded this is, um, you know, being ahead of yourself. Like if you've got a, a holiday bodybuilding show, a photo shoot, whatever you're dieting down for, if you've got that in 20 weeks, there's no harm in getting yourself to a position where you're pretty much ready in, in 15 weeks. There's no harm in being ahead of schedule. And then I, I've seen a lot of clients when I've dieted them down, they've got pretty lean, actually looking better. You know, that five weeks after they've actually hit their kind of their low if that makes sense and what they were kind of aiming for because especially if people are holding muscle getting a bit more food in and you know being a little less stressed and things like that you know you're going to be a lot fuller and you know it's actually going to present a better package yeah definitely i mean like we said then it depends on that starting point like how much body fat level what the body fat levels are we starting with and what is the goal at the end of it i mean how lean do we want to get obviously yeah. we don't get really really lean then we're gonna to have to spend longer dieting um so yeah and how much body fat do we actually start with have we got a lot of body fat and then again that dictates how long we're going to stay in the deficit for and then as we touched about in the previous or the one that we did before and then it didn't work out too well so as we what we said then was um dieting down and then potentially having that four-week window and you can push up to your show your holiday or whatever you're doing and potentially you're going to look better. You're going to look a lot fuller, a lot healthier and feel even better for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, something as well, like when it comes to um, holidays, I've definitely done this with clients where it's like you've dieted them down, dieted them down, dieted them down, and they're at pretty low. Calories are pretty low. Expenditures through the roof. They're hungry. And that's not a good, if you're going on holiday, it's not a good place to be in for going to the airport because the airport is just like temptation. And then it's like, it's almost as if the... Um, it's almost as if the reins are off and then it's like you get to the airport, sink 10 pints and have a like what you call a full cooked breakfast and it's like that's just the start. And by the time you actually get on holiday, you're a watery mess because you've been lean and then you've just had all that food, had all that booze and things like that. And um, yeah, um, it's not a good place to be. So often I've done with clients is like up in their food before they even get to the airport, like, you know, a, a week, a few days, depending on how far ahead they are, up in their food before that point, it's, it's a really good thing to do. Um, so if you're planning on dieting for a holiday this year, I would, I would highly recommend being ready that little bit early and get some extra food in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, right, let's take it back then. Let's take it back to the starting point. So let's make it a bit more like scenario specific. Yeah. We've got a client who has, let's say, at the bottom end, at bottom end, let's say 12 weeks. He's got 12 weeks to a holiday or a photo shoot, so they want to be relatively like... Just like, get them on clean. 
That's it. Oh yeah, just take all the drugs. <laughs> take <everything. laughs> um, so yeah, so they want to get quite lean, starting around about twenty percent body fat, and we've got like twelve weeks to pull that off and get to single digit body fat. Like, where are we going to start? This is it again. Like, where's the client starting at as well in terms of how much food are they eating? So something that I do with some clients, it depends on the client, is like almost um, give like letting them earn the right to diet, getting shit in place so that we've got something to do so if you've again if you're if you're thinking about hiring a coach to get in shape think about hiring a coach to actually do a bit of like gaining first because then we can get a good starting point for any cut and if you come to a coach and you're like yeah i'm eating 1500 calories a day and i want to start a cut it's like well shit where do we go from there There's literally but, nothing to work with with that is there yeah yeah we'll cut you down to a thousand mate you'll be fine just eat some cauliflower rice it's going to be feeling like shit. It's not optimal. But yeah, before actually diet, well, even before we start the dieting phase, could I have that like sort of prep phase, the the priming phase, whatever you want to call Prime it. Priming phase, yeah. yeah. So that's what I always do with like clients anyway. So I have about two to four weeks, stay there, make sure they're roughly around about the calories that we're maintaining sort of weight on and then make sure they're consistent with those calories and then dive down deeper into that and then keep getting into that deficit. And then each week tailoring those calories based on their body weight and what their body composition is looking like. Yeah. I mean, it depends because if you've got a client that is severely overweight and it's like the first thing they need is weight off, I'm not going to give them more calories. That just seems kind of pointless. But um... I think with those type of people though, they have no idea like what calories they're eating, do they? Like most no, people no. start, they have no idea. So if we start on any amount of calories, then that's cool because then we've got like uh, a number there, and yeah. then we, it's like throwing an arrow at the dartboard. So it when is, I have yeah. a client coming through the board, uh, through the through the doors, I literally just throw an arrow at the dartboard, choose a random amount of calories that we start on. Roughly, it's not absolutely random. It would say ten thousand, but. Um, so I just like choose a random number that's going to be roughly there, thereabouts, and then manipulate it each week and see where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, um, you know, you're saying you just throw an arrow at the dartboard, but you get used to doing this. You've been doing this a long time, James, and like you've worked with a lot of clients and you'll kind of, you'll get people's information, you'll look at them, you'll see their height, their weight, and you'll be like, nah, I think I know roughly where you'll need to be. So you're yeah. not really throwing an arrow at the dartboard. You're, you're making an educated guess. Yeah, isn't it? How, That's exactly what they respond is, to. Right. Yeah. Educated guess. Yeah, don't worry. It doesn't wing it at all. Yeah, this, <laughs> the thing is, when you look at these like calorie calculators, this is all going for the starting place of diet. They're all so random. Well, that's random as well. To be fair, they are hit and miss, but again, it's giving you a good start, but most of them start you on less calories, I reckon. Pretty low, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. You put in your maintenance calories, it's always lower than what it's going to like put it out to, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I do like starting the client on as much calories as they can be on without gaining weight. It gives you something to work with as well. It's like it's a tool to use. In terms of fat loss, you've got your tools, and food is one of them. You know, yeah, you, if you've got someone that's on a good amount of calories, like for example, my client Mark, who he started in September and he had the right mindset. He had, I'm, I'm wanting to get lean next year, but I want to obviously gain some muscle first. And I was like, brilliant, yeah, because we've got now, you know, September, October, November, December to bring the food up, pack some muscle on, and get you ready for the dieting phase. And Mark has literally done one week of his diet now, but he started on about like three and a half thousand calories. And we've got room to maneuver the first week of his diet i took 500 calories out of there just like bang it's like right okay <laughs> we should see a difference so when i do his check-in after this hopefully i'll see some difference on that but if you again like i said earlier if you start on like 1500 calories it's like where do you go from there what That's do you do from that 
it's like when we can start talking about output now. Um, if someone comes to me and they're doing, they're probably not, but some maybe they might be doing about like an hour's cardio a day. I'm like, fucking hell, that is just overkill, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I like doing, I like to have my clients do a bit of cardio when they're in a deficit, but starting off on an hour's cardio, there's nowhere to work with. It's just like eating incredibly low food that like we just spoke about. But you talked about, um, or we did talk about, like, like kind of stress and, like, not so much stress, but, like, um, fatigue and things like that. And, like, seeing that in your physique, like, you know, if someone's doing a lot when they first come to you, they are going to be pretty fatigued. They are going to be wiped yeah. out. And that's not a good place to start a diet from either. So, yeah, I mean, low amounts of cardio, it's been shown to improve, like, stress. But if they're doing fucking shitloads of cardio like that an hour, then it's going to be, that's going to actually throw a lot more stress onto the body. Um, that, is that not going to be relevant to the intensity as well of the cardio? Like, obviously, hip versus, like, you know, just going to walk. Yeah, doing a shitload of hit, that's even worse. I mean, that's going to be even more to recover from, isn't it? That's why I don't really do hit on prep, just because you're dieting, you're getting leaner and leaner, you're losing a shitload of body fat, you've got training to consider as well, and then you're doing hit on top of that. I don't think that's a good idea. You think, for my opinion, stick with doing light intensity stuff, walking on an incline on the treadmill, have your heart rate, heart rate around about, like, 140-ish if we are needing to do cardio and then just go from there. I've never once done cardio on a prep, but that's going back to that time thing. Like I always give it plenty of time. So I'm not needing to chase my tail as such. Um, I've, I've got like 20 weeks till a show. I'm maybe 15 to 20% body, probably 15% body fat most of the time starting into it. So it's like, I've never needed to use cardio because I've always had a good starting point and gave myself plenty of time. So that's got to be like the kind of golden rule for that. It's like, give yourself plenty of time and don't try and rush it. When you try and rush it, that's when you have to do these extreme things. And then your your output as well. Say when you did your prep, you had a, I remember you saying you've got a really active job at the time. Yeah. So you probably, how many steps you reckon you average a day? Oh, I have no idea back then. Um, But like, it wasn't just steps as well, because obviously like the steps is one thing, but like lifting heavy shit and like wheelbarrow and stuff and like, you know, building stuff like that obviously burns more calories too than just simply stepping. But at the same time, still got quite an active job. I mean, like what, what was done today four pt sessions and that's like what eight thousand steps so <laughs> i yeah, move a lot in a pt session <laughs> so like it surprised me that actually when i moved over to this job from like working the manual labor when i first started pt and i was like fuck me i thought i was gonna like be looking at my watch and i've done like you know three thousand steps a day but now nah, I, I do a lot i pace around a lot like you know a client's doing an exercise and you're like kind of circling around them like a vulture <laughs> But no, that's cool. I mean, so that was your output as well, wasn't it? So you yeah. don't even have to think about, right, I need to go home and do more cardio because that would have absolutely battered you on top of that. Even, yeah. even my last prep, though, that was 2020 through the lockdown, so I wasn't working. I was, like, oh. off every day. I still Maybe never had to do it, but... What calories at the end of the day? What was your, what was your, then, what was the lowest? At the end of the prep? Yeah. 2,500. Nice, that's high, that, for that. It's for no cardio as well. That's yeah, good. but bear in mind that prep stretched on because it was meant the show was meant to be in September... And then um, we still couldn't get the show in September and then it got moved back to November and then it got put off again from November to December. And so like it went from like, I started that in March, that prep, and it lasted to November. So what is that? Like six months, is that right? That's more. That's it. So anyway. We're seven. <laughs> That's how bad I am at mass. That's big. So anyway, we've done the priming phase we've pretty much about to start like the dieting phase, the pullback phase for it. Yeah. What, what are we doing in terms of food? Are we doing a set meal plan or are we doing a macro plan? What do you reckon? Pros and cons to both, isn't it? 
there's pros and cons to every approach. There's going to be clients out there that you're going to say to them, or, or sorry, they're going to say to you, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. And some people respond better to that. Other people respond better to having that little bit of freedom and not being too restricted. When it comes to a bodybuilding prep, something as serious as that, or like a photo shoot prep, certainly in the later stages of it, I would say just meal plan. Don't Definitely. like leave any room for error. Um, but then in terms of like just a general fat loss, if you're just someone who wants to get in good shape, but you're, you're not interested in being bodybuilding lean, well, then you can afford to use like a macro tracking approach. The, the problem with macro tracking, the reason I say that is because I think there's a lot more accuracy with a meal plan. It's easier to stick to a routine. Um, in terms of accuracy, what I mean is like, you know, if you're having sweet potatoes and chicken every day, 100 grams of chicken and 500 grams of sweet potato is always the same. But no, if you're you changing that you. meal every day, there and can be tracking you can just yeah. take some of the food out or take it down. Yeah, but, there's potential tracking errors with macros. That's what I would say with that, unless you're really good. But, like, no one's that great, even yeah. even us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's okay for flexibility. It's just a pain in the ass thinking if you're doing, like, a macro plan, you're waking up in the morning thinking, right, what food's going to eat for this? You're always having to think. Or you can you can pl plan out your meals for a week, but it's more straightforward just having that meal plan. Is it? You need to plan it, though, with macros, don't you? Like, how many clients do you have that track macros and, like – it ends up going to shit because they just try and wing it on the day and that never works well. That's it. I mean, like the the people, I think it's actually like 50-50 because there's, like you said, there's pros and cons to both. The people, the people who don't make the right choices with the macros and they think they have, they're not losing weight. So that's where it goes wrong there. And then with the meal plans, some people's heads fall off. They don't like sticking to that all the time and the next minute they're binging on shit. So it can go one or two ways, can't it? Yeah. And people say like, you know, calorie is just a calorie, but... I would definitely disagree with that. There's oh, like... when it, yeah, definitely. When it comes to like protein and actual like macros and fat, the, the carbs and fats, then definitely protein's more thermogenic. You can probably eat more of that. Do you know what I, I've done with some clients? I've tried this out where I've um, took down the carbs, increased the protein, same calories, and they've lost body fat and they've lost um, body weight. Yeah, so yeah. That just shows the, like, the thermogenic effects of protein. Definitely. I, I, could, I could see that being right as well. And there's obviously the fullness aspect of that as well. Carbohydrates are always something though I would aim to keep high just for, because I'm purely thinking performance in the gym, high carbs is going to be beneficial. And like, especially when you're dieting, and we talked about not losing muscle when you're dieting earlier, I think keeping your performance high in the gym is going to hold on to a lot more muscle too. Like you don't need to be setting PBs by any means, but you know, certainly keeping it at a level of intensity is, is going to help you hold on to that hard earned muscle. Yeah, definitely. I just, and who does not eat carbs? I mean, I, my head would fall off if I didn't have carbs in my diet. Even when I was eating like 2,000 calories when I was at the back end of the last prep. And um, yeah, I mean, I still had carbs in there. And it's relatively like quite low, but you do need them like Connor just said for performance then. Yeah. I don't mind for most clients. So like most clients, it's like, yeah, whatever you want to do. But people generally tend to eat pretty high carb anyway. And like I, I do watch the fat intake as well because you don't want that to stoop too low because you, you'll, you'll know the feeling of like, being late on the prep, you've had super low fats. I, I don't know what it's like right enough when you're when you're on like anabolics, but certainly when you're when you're natural, those last few weeks of prep, and um, to be honest, can't even be before that. It's like I remember doing my first prep and like wondering why I had like no libido. Like I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I didn't understand that was a part of it. And like for people coming into bodybuilding into the sport, like that's something that's going to happen. If you get lean enough, that's going to happen. Um, and fat levels, isn't it? That dictates yeah. that. Yeah. So having some fats in your diet's going to help 
offset that having a good amount like i, I always say a minimum of like 20 percent. i think that's pretty like 20 percent of overall calories should i say i think that's pretty like um it's pretty universal a lot of people seem to say that don't they yeah definitely i mean and or you could do like things like more what i do at the moment more fats on the non-training days um, yeah. and more carbs on the training days and then work it out like that but as you said then in terms of the libido thing i mean even if it's like you're on anabolics or not you're still going to lose that because it's just body fat levels. I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, do you find it hard to get in fats? You were saying like, you know, who doesn't eat carbs? Do you find it hard to actually get fats in? Um, The most densest calorie, aren't they, would be in like nine calories per gram. So it depends what you're having and what food sources you're having. Um, I generally find them hard to get in though because they're just not foods I would go eat. I I don't know. For some reason, I'm a carb person. And, yeah, um, I'm the same. But my my, uh, my foods, my fats, they come from like eggs. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, it's just like some trace meat, some traces from like meats, a little bit in chicken, the tiniest bit. There's a bit more in like red meats, like um, beef mince. And then what else? I have like almond, almond butter at night and then yeah. some dark chocolate in the morning and the oats. And that's my fats. Yeah. It's something like... um if you're trying to gain, like kind of flipping the switch a wee bit here, using fattier meats is a good idea because you're obviously getting calories in there, aren't you? That like, it's easier for the same amount of food, like you're getting the calories. And I've done that a few times, like when people's food is having to go pretty high, it's like you're going on to like beef rather than chicken or, you know, chicken thigh rather than chicken breast or whatever, you know. And then, um, you know, like things like salmon, oily fish, things like that. But although your friends might not thank you if you're eating oily fish and you've got it in Tupperware or whatever, you might not have a lot of friends in. Um, or eggs, actually. Eggs are all right, obviously, when you cook them at the time. But like I've, I've yeah. seen people like prep eggs and that. It's like, yeah, you're, oh, you're not going to be a popular cold. person. Yeah. Cold <laughs> I think of anything worse than that. Nothing worse, yeah, yeah. But um, I can't remember where we're really at. We're trying to keep this one structured, and we're it's kind of structured. So that's what we're doing. I think we're choosing between like meal plans and macro plans, and what works the best. Yeah, of course, that's at the what end of the works, day, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just individual specific, isn't it? So yeah. whatever so, works. So, it's scenario specific, you would say. Um, I suppose like what what is it you're doing it for, and you know what is going to work best for you. But generally speaking, for most people macro tracking is going to be okay in fact calorie and protein tracking for most people is going to be okay if you're a bit more serious i'd probably say i'd probably edge towards a meal meal plan um but depends obviously what end of the extreme you're at but the, the more extreme result requires more extreme extreme um approaches doesn't it yeah definitely yeah so we've kind of got how how we're going to do it what about like tracking the progress and then making changes what's going to be the best way of tracking progress um, having a coach because <laughs> I think I say that, but yeah, but there's our little plug there. But yeah, find physique factory application forms and bio. Cheers. <laughs> um, but no, it's the this is why even I have a coach. So it's the accountability sort of thing, and it's the second guessing thing. So if I was to think, right, do I change my food here? Do we need some increased cardio? What do I actually do? And then you can have that conversation with your coach, and then it should be like a 50-50 relationship. You say, oh, this works well. I want to change this. I want to change that. And I say, oh yeah, cool. They do. It's like right, you have have to do this. So it works while you come together and you end up like devising that plan, what works best. So yeah. if you do need to make a change, you check it at the weekend with your coach, say what you do want to change, what went well that week, um, and then they can advise you what changes they can make for the next week. So you need to reduce food, increase cardio, or even do the opposite. Say if our, like, we've lost a shitload of weight, more weight than we thought, then potentially we've like, right, can increase food a little bit and see what how much we lose for the next week. 
Yeah, yeah. And the reason like someone would do that is just like, again, that holding on to muscle thing. Like if you're doing a bodybuilding show, for example, um, and you're really serious about holding on to muscle, then we don't want stuff to come off too fast. Most people, if things, if things are moving too fast, they're probably quite buzzing, to be honest. But uh, yeah, again, goal dependent, depends on the person, how much muscle, blah, blah, blah. Um, something interesting you said there, though, it's like um, you've you've got a coach and you've had your, how long have you, you been coaching with Josh? Um, nearly two years now. Two years. And you don't ditch him in the off season. I think it's quite interesting. A lot of people, um, like I don't have a coach right now, but like people that do have coaches, they tend to ditch them in the off season. And it's like, it seems really counterintuitive to me because it's going back to what we were saying earlier. It's like getting a good starting point, having a productive off season. There's no point in really applying yourself for your dieting phase and then not doing anything in between. You've got to spend time in a calorie surplus gaining muscle. You've got that's to spend time doing that. And that needs to be effective gonna, too. That's that's where you're going to make the most progress. So people who ditch the coaches in the off-season, it's a bit stupid because it's one of the biggest chances to make you better on stage or your photo shoot, whatever you're going to do next. Um, Training is going to change. You can do more volume. So the coach should have input on that, what we need to change around. Um, and then what food say when I'm pushing like clients up, potentially there's going to be issues with like the digestion, especially yeah. like, tolerating like higher volumes of food. So right, let's switch things around, make sure there's no intolerances to certain foods. So it works best and then recommend different food groups, supplements to take, things like that. So they both got the value. So I definitely stay with your coach as long as you can. Um, no intention of ditching Josh anytime soon. So if you're watching Josh, don't worry. Um, so Josh yeah. has been on the podcast a couple of times too. So if you if you go back to the episodes, if you've never heard them, Josh has been on a couple of times. Um, and he's a good guy with um, yeah, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, he's a you know he's a good coach, and we've made lots of progress. And I can't wait to see what we do on stage this year. It'll hopefully, make it to stage this year because I nearly died last year. But we've talked about that many times on the podcast. And I don't <laughs> need to speak about it again. Yeah, hopefully this year you survive it and you actually make it to stage. Um, to be fair, the last prep I'd done, I never made it to stage either, so we're, we're doing good here, aren't we? That's it, yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, I nearly <laughs> died and then lockdown got in the way of yours. Yeah, well, my, my own mindset to some degree as well. It's like it's like, the, it's like you're doing a marathon, like there's a never-ending finish line. Like, like we said earlier, I started in March, and like I'm still going in November, and then it was another month from there. And like, it's one of those things like should have probably kept going. But at the time I was just like, fuck this. I've got nothing left in me. But um, that's something we're thinking about when you're planning your diet as well. It's like, how long can you sustain it for? Cause I've, I've seen me with clients that maybe haven't done a diet phase before. And I'll maybe just give them like, right. Six weeks fat loss, one week kind of like diet break, six weeks fat loss, one week kind of diet break. Again, depending on who the person is, some people will be able to go right through. But if it's a if it's a, a longer term thing, if you're going to need to be cutting for a while, that's a good way of approaching it. Just, yeah, you know, definitely. having some time off. And you can marry that up with events as well. If you're, I don't know if you've got something on, you've got an event you need to go to where you're not going to be able to stick to your plan 100%, then you can marry that then weeks up with that. And yeah, that's always a good method to use. Something I use a lot where, that we never really talked about um with in terms of approaches with clients as well as average calories so you know if they tend to eat more at the weekend yeah five two approach or something like that um again i think we've talked about that quite a lot so we're not going to that into too much detail and again if you're someone that's listened to this and you're like oh i want to know more about that you can always just message us on on any of the stuff that you see on here you know message me or james on instagram or even the physique factory page feel free to to reach out anytime if you do have any questions on any of this stuff or if you need a bit more specific advice um but yeah, we're... diet breaks that you said then. Um, a good like example of that would be for me this year, just because I was going to compete in April and then go on holiday, but I'm going to put off to the shows till the end of the year because there's better shows that I'd like to do then. 
so I'm still going on holiday in May, so I'm dieting for that at the moment. So what the plan is, diet down for seven weeks, so from the start of Jan up until um, like halfway through to the end of Feb, then have like five, six weeks off. Well, not off, but increased food. And then... That's just a coach. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So five, six weeks off and then April, just hammer it hard, get really lean, get as lean as can get and then go away on holiday. And then when I get back, I've got from like mid-May till the start of September to I'm still going to be pretty lean. So there's devising that plan what to do. So I might actually just keep my food around or push up to like July and then hammer it hard because I'm going to be relatively quite lean. The plan will change. That's the thing. Like it's not as you can you can map out a year and we often do that with our timeline. We map out the next year for a client. But it is just like a guide. It's not like that is set in stone. Things will change along the way. Things will come up and, you know, we'll need to change the plan accordingly. But, um, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to give up to, uh, come up with as well. When are you going to holiday, James? Uh, I'm going away on the 3rd of May. 3rd of May. I'm actually going to be on holiday the same week. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so Physique Factory will be shut for a week in total. <laughs> we'll do it from <laughs> sunny beaches. Hi, well, I go away on the 29th of April, I'm away for a week. So, oh, um, where's it going? Um, just got to Marmaris, Turkey. So, um, okay. that'll be uh, there'll be a few days where neither of us are here, but that that's obviously one of the benefits we have as working as a team together. It's like you know, um, when I'm on holiday or when you're on holiday or something like we can get back to each other's clients' queries as well. So, essentially, everyone at Physique, Physique Factory has got um, two coaches, which is always a, a good thing. Another wee plug there, eh? I'm just promoting our services. Uh... <laughs> We've got someone else on the podcast. There we go. Another one on the podcast for next week. So is that a co- confirmation? Is it? It's a confirmation. So keep that. Yeah, exactly. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be last week. <laughs> By the time this one gets out there, and then this one will be going out the fo- the next one will be going out the following week. So we've got them all lined up anyway. So we've got a bunch yeah. of people. We've got quite a few guests lined up actually. It's just like finding a time that suits everyone for for both uh, all three of those guests that we've got lined up actually um but yeah it'll be some exciting stuff um so yeah um so you, you we're obviously on about like your kind of timeline establishing a timeline making sure you've got plenty of time um till you need to be in shape and obviously approaching it even from your kind of like gaining phase off season phase um tracking progress we were kind of talking about that you kind of mentioned having the coach to track your progress That's it. And, the, the if, you, if you don't have a coach what what's the best way you would suggest of tracking your progress if you don't have a coach? So what yourself you coaching. <laughs> uh, weigh in, take pictures. So do a check in with yourself. So hold, be accountable to yourself. Stick to everything what you want to do or what you planned out, and then set a day where you need to check in with yourself. Get your weight, note it down, and then compare. So these could be either like daily, biweekly, or even more, or just um every other day or whatever works best for you whenever you can get it in and then obviously i wouldn't take pictures every day i'd take them like every week or so um and then just compare your body comp and see if it's changing and then if it's not make the changes to the plan i like um daily weigh-ins so we can look at averages and things like that yeah. because like especially for women your weight is going to fluctuate a lot and um, men's too like but particularly women you're going to see your weight fluctuate a lot for many different reasons and then um, if you can take that daily average you can start to look at that average and see what that average is doing rather than worrying about the weighing on the day and it's a good way to get your head around or like shit my weight's up a pound like you know that happens all the time to everyone you can just have ate a little bit later at night or ha- drunk more water 
earlier in that day or yesterday or whatever. With your weigh-ins, make sure you're consistently taking them at the same time in the same scenario. So like same set of scales, same amount of clothes on, you know, just try and keep that as consistent as possible so that you're getting an accurate reading. The same with your pictures as well. Make sure they're as consistent as possible. So if you take your pictures first thing on a Sunday morning without any food in you, Take your pictures first thing on a Sunday morning without any food in you. Um, if you look at my Instagram, like all my checking photos are in the Body Academy, in the same spot, after the same workout, with the same amount of meals. They're not always after Oh, so you've got workout. a pump, have you? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I'm like chest and shoulders every time. <laughs> not Never after legs, never after legs. But, um, you know, I, I try and keep that consistent too. That's why, that's why I continuously take them in the Body Academy rather than at home. So I've got the same lighting we've got the same standards everything yeah yeah definitely so that's um that's why i do that but then every time i take photos and upload them i'm like shit i need a tan <laughs> i'm the palest man alive but even for me like uploading them to instagrams like as i said earlier i've not got a coach so like uploading them to instagram is accountability that's it's, it yeah it's like i'm telling everyone online that i'm doing this show i'm telling all my clients that i'm doing this show so I better get my act together and actually do it. If I just kept it to myself and thought about it, it'd be far too easy to give up. And like, that's something worth noting as well. As too, as coaches, like those thoughts go through your head at some points. Like there's going to be some points when you're doing your diet, if you're taking this really serious, where you're, you're, you're kind of questioning yourself. You're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I restricting myself? Why am I not going on nights out with the lads? Why am I not, you know, enjoying dinners with my family and that? And it's one of those things like dedicating yourself for a good period of time will put you years ahead in terms of where where you've been now. So, you know, that's what that's what to tell yourself. Make it important to yourself. Set set a goal. Make sure that goal like think about it every day. Make sure that goal is important to you, and work towards it. And once you've got there, as I say, it can put you years ahead. If you've struggled with your weight or if you've never really been in shape, staying in shape is easier than getting in shape, isn't it? Well debatable to be fair but yeah i mean you um, can you can definitely what i've found is you can you need to eat a lot less to lose body fat but to maintain where you're at in terms of those body fat levels once you've got to them you can eat a little bit more food yeah yeah and um, like we, we just done that with nikki and um, my client nikki you know she done the photo shoot back in november i think that was and then um she's literally finished up coaching now but we spent a period trying to, well, not trying to, we spent a period finding where maintenance is for her, teaching her to, how to maintain that because that's what she wanted to do. That was her goal. So we, we found that. And now we've got her eating more food than she even started on and maintaining where she's at. And that is that is a win in my opinion. Um, And then for her, it's about like maybe moving away from tracking eventually too. So it's like, you know, maybe taking a day off track in a week until she can kind of al- almost intuitively do it because for her goals, that's what's appropriate. Um, So that's pretty awesome as well. And um, there's something people don't think about. It's like the maintenance after reaching the goal. Um, Depending on how extreme the goal is, if your bodybuilding should lean, you're not going to want to maintain that. But if you're just like everyday lean, then yeah, learning how to maintain that's a big thing. So don't again, don't ditch your coach just after you've got lean. Um, you know, keep a hold of them, let them teach you how to maintain, or they should want to teach you to maintain. Um, you know what? And um, then... I'd you know, say a lot when people ditch the coaches straight off the dieting is the explode. They yeah. gain about ten kilograms in a week, or if not more. Um, they look absolutely awful, and then the coach sees them a couple of weeks later. And I was like, oh, what's happened to you? I've done that though, to be fair. Um. Like with bodybuilding, I've seen that a lot. Like guys in the gym, um, and they've done a bodybuilding show, and then they come back in like 
three or four days after and they look different and I'm like wow that's a lot but then I've done that too I've been that guy too so it is easy to do and like I think the first couple of times you die down you might get that wrong unless you've got a coach you might get that wrong and it's just a learning curve it took me five times to get it right I think it's yeah it's just the experience it though like after you've dieted down for so long got to really low body fat levels you are inclined to start binging and eating the foods that you've been yeah. uh, really like craving so the more you diet, the more you get used to being in that situation, it gets better and it's easier to control it. Yeah. For me, I think I got mature as well because I was older. Like, you know, like I've just become more mature as a person. But um, like this is the thing, like I'm saying, like if you've got a coach, that shouldn't be a problem or it shouldn't be as much of a problem. They should be obviously helping you navigate that. But like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with doing this by yourself and trying to figure it out all by yourself. Just like having a coach is like a shortcut almost to it, isn't it? That's it. Definitely. Shortcut to that progress. Um, so yeah, so we've kind of covered that. We're kind of talking about when to make a change as well, weren't we? So like, well, we never really talked about that, but well, that kind of comes with the tracking progress, doesn't it? Like when to make a change is when you're not progressing. But I would say with every change you make in terms of like diet and cardio, to be honest, give it seven to 10 days to work. Don't give it just three days and be like, ah, this isn't working. I'm going to change everything. That's it. So if you've made a change, stick with it, see what happens in the next week and then go from there and keep evaluating, reassessing. Sometimes when you do plateau or, or stay the same, like, you know, if, if clients often panic when it's like, oh, it's been a week, nothing's happened. Like sometimes it takes longer than a week. Just because yeah, check-ins oh, happen on a weekly basis doesn't mean that's when the progress happens. Oh, we get some clients saying, oh, my weight's gone up like in three days. It's gone up 0.2. And I'm like, don't worry, that happens. Weight fluctuates up down. It goes off the volume of food in your stomach, how much you've drank. Uh, stress can retain a bit more inflammation, what you've done in the gym, sleep, all that sort of stuff. That has yeah. an impact on your weight. So if you've not lost weight that week and you've stuck to the plan, chances are you're definitely not gaining body fat. So don't worry about that. Be consistent, <laughs> stick to the plan, and it's definitely going to pay off. Definitely. I've seen some girls like... um at certain parts of their menstrual cycle as well, like, you know, their weight will go up four, six, eight pounds. But then you start to notice the trends. If you're tracking the stuff, you start to notice the trends. It's like, okay, this time, you know, four or five weeks ago, we've seen the same increase. Yeah. But, you know, that that average weight then, compared to this average weight this time, is slightly less. So, like, we kind of know things are heading in the right direction. That's when it's good to have pictures as well, potentially measurements as well, and have two or three ways of tracking your progress. Because you know, um, what's pretty cool with that, I've got a client with an O-ring, and she puts in, like, a temperature on the actual thing, on the biofeedback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have everyone doing that, so don't worry. If you don't want to take the temperature, that's fine. You can, I don't you can get then track the menstrual cycle through that, ass. can't you? <laughs> <laughs> so with, with that, you can track a lot of variables. So I will myself. And you can see certain parts of the menstrual cycle, temperature increases. So when I see you, then they are coming on like the period or it's that time of the month, then there's going to be higher temperature. And I think, right, this is what we need to do. It's always in that like luteal phase where it's going to be harder to recover from. You're craving more snuff, stuff. And then when you think, right, do we need to pull back on volume while we're training? Um, do we need to increase carbs for more adherence to the diet? Just things like that. Yeah. And like from my experience too, like some girls, experience this more than others like some will not actually get bothered like by any of the stuff at all and others will experience every kind of symptom in, in the book um yeah like i'm not i'm not an expert on it by any means i've never actually had a period so can't talk about it too much but i thought you did <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know from from what i've read and what i've learned i think i've just got enough of an understanding of it to say okay this is why this is possibly happening um the only thing with that is some women i've seen before 
I've learned to use it as an excuse. So like, oh, I'm awake up a wee bit. It's maybe yeah. just like you said, the late luteal phase is like, shut up. No, it's not. You've been over. Another way of telling <laughs> someone's on the period is they want to take your head off. That's an experience for a girlfriend. <laughs> that's not every female. That's an experience for a girlfriend. <laughs> and she's going to love that. So uh, It's all right. She won't listen to this. <laughs> no, she won't. She shouldn't pay attention. Fine. I'd, pay attention I'd, to me, but... I'd be really surprised if my missus listened to this as well. That would be that would be a shock, especially this far in. Like, maybe the first five minutes. But she may be able to hear me, though. She is in the house. I have so. no idea how long this podcast going on for. When did we start? It's three o'clock. It doesn't tell you, does it? No, but I've got some check-ins to do today, and then we've got our like uh, weekly call today as well. Uh, again, at another plug, Physique Factory. We host weekly calls. You can see your coaches more often. It's a nice wee touch point, to be fair. It was good. Like, no, it's good. We explore. So clients come away like, after the week they've had and think, right, what do we need to uh, learn about more? What are the problems that I've encountered? Yeah. Uh, discuss it on the call and see what we can do with it. Yeah, that's it. It's mostly like, you know, looking, looking at, what problems people are having and then when there's different more than more people on the call um you know then a, a question being answered for you know client a is also an, answering the question for client b that they're you know they maybe don't want to ask but um our calls are, are are building momentum now as well they're quite busy as well um most weeks and you know what um one of my clients was saying to me about last week's call so there was um there's a good few of us on the call last week but I've been live streaming it into the Facebook group, and apparently about fifteen people were watching it in the Facebook group. I'm like, all right, okay, oh, really? So they, they watched it there, but they didn't actually come into the the call. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I'd never looked at that either. But it was just a client. I mean, she was doing it. She was one of them. Um, and I was like, all right, then. <laughs> apparently, they don't want to actually speak to us. They just want to watch. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I really didn't know that happened. That's cool. We had some good chats on it last week, but um, the the really cool thing is sometimes something will come up and like. Another client will answer one of our clients' questions, and it's like we've actually done nothing here. We don't that's, need to do any coaching. That's the best thing. That's the best thing. You can tell when when we do that course or we do Integra, don't we? Yeah. And, and it gets us all answering each other's questions, and we're all like working together as like a community. That's what we're sort of trying to create. Uh, yeah. create the calls. Yeah. I hate when we're on those calls though, and you get called out, and you're like, "Shit!" It's like I know the answer to this, but all of a sudden my mind is just froze. It's even better when something like someone comes into the room when you're on the call and then you get asked the questions like I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> that happened to me once. I was holding Grace and like um, she was like crying or something. Like Michael asked me a question and I was just like, eh, eh, tricep. <laughs> I think <laughs> I can't remember if I was right or not. I can't remember. But um speaking of being right, the last podcast we actually recorded is when I got that thing wrong about the moment arm to the shoulder. Um, we're talking about like bicep curls and I kept saying oh, moment arm to the shoulder about, yeah. instead of elbow yeah, I, I put that in the description if anyone ever listens to it I put that in the description and I've done it like three times I was like fuck I listened back to it I was like why have I done that <laughs> still got to be doing something the shoulder in there but yeah definitely but it's not what I was, talk what yeah. I was talking about <laughs> I don't know what was going on in my head I was just I was away on a rant and it was like I don't know something didn't click but the worst thing is James said to me after it he's like uh Oh yeah, I noticed you done that, but I never said anything. I'm like, fuck you! Why didn't you just call me out live on air, and then we could have got it sorted? I didn't want to feel like calling you out on air because I didn't want to do. I didn't think it was the professional thing to do. Uh, you can correct me all you want. Like, I'd rather you corrected me than me repeat myself being wrong three uh, times. I will do. I know. Every time you said it, it was like, oh, he's done it again. <laughs> I know. That's me listening back to. It. I was like, fuck, what am I doing, man? What am I doing? I was in the car. I was, I was listening to it. I was like, what can I break this down into for content? I was like, well, not that anyway. That's wrong. And I'm I'm going on about people getting it wrong, and then I got it wrong. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, but, but anyway, you, you didn't you didn't mean you, you knew what you were saying. You just didn't <laughs> yeah, I knew what that. I meant, but it doesn't really help the listeners. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, oh. we wrap this one up at that, James. I think we've covered a lot of grounds there. But um, as as we said, if anyone's got any questions on this, feel free to reach out to either of us on Instagram. Um, I'm CM underscore Physique Factory. James is JT underscore Physique Factory. And we've got the Physique Factory coaching page as well. Um, and what would be really cool as well is if you are listening to this, screenshot the podcast, put it on your story, help us reach more people, but also tag us in it. Because we're really interested to see who's listening to this as well. Because there's there's like surprisingly listeners all over the world. And we're like, wow, we must be a big deal now. <laughs> um, but like, it's really cool to see that. It's cool to see the podcast growing and all these people listening to it. So it'd be really appreciated if you guys give us a shout out on your Instagram stories, tag us in it. Um, and yeah, any questions you guys have got for us, feel free just to reach out. Awesome. Cheers, guys.